Good morning. Four weeks after it was launched, Bruce Lerman's explosive defamation trial against Network 10 begins to wrap up this morning. Lawyers from both sides will present their closing submissions from today, ending what's been one of the most controversial court battles in years. And Chris Maher is at the federal court in Sydney for us. Chris, what can we expect today? Well, Chris, this hearing is nearing its conclusion today and tomorrow. It's closing submissions from the legal teams involved in this case. Now, first up this morning, it's been lawyers for Channel 10 who've been challenged the extent of identification in this matter. Bruce Lamman is suing Network 10 and Lisa Wilkinson for defamation over Wilkinson's February 2021 interview with Brittany Higgins when Higgins made sexual assault allegations but did not name Lamman in the program. Now Bruce Lamman has consistently denied the allegations saying nothing criminal occurred. Lawyers for 10 have told the court that close to a million people, including online, watched the program, but they've argued there's no evidence that a single person was able to identify Mr Lehrman by viewing the interview. Also in this morning's hearing, Justice Michael Lee has told the court one of the challenges of the case is that the both two central witnesses have, quote, real credit issues. The court told this proceeding the first time the evidence of both could be put to the blowtorch of cross-examination. Now, later today, it's lawyers for Brittany Higgins with their closing submission. Tomorrow, it's the legal team for Bruce Lehrman. Chris? And probably worth noting that Justice Lee's decision will be months away as well. But, Chris, thank you for that this morning. Politician spending is under the microscope this morning as the nation endures a cost-of-living crisis. We're live to Josh Martin and Parliament House. Josh, the, the top spenders have been revealed. Good morning to you, Chris. Well, these figures never go down well with the public, but especially not now with the current cost of living crisis. The Prime Minister topped the list of spending for the period between July and September last year. It includes everything from plane and car travel to office renovations, printing, internet and phone costs. Anthony Albanese spending more than 700, nearly $700,000. Opposition leader Peter Dutton came in at number three with nearly 360000 and Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek was close behind. Victorian Labor backbencher Peter Khalil has raised some eyebrows. He spent more than some ministers and nearly 100, more than $100,000 on printing and stationery. Rural MPs with large electorates spent a lot on travel. Nationals MP Colin Boyce spent nearly 30000 in travel allowance. And independent Bob Catter spent more than $40,000. As Environment Minister, I'm required to travel to some of the most remote locations in Australia. Um, I, I just wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't do uh, some of that travel, but I am careful all the time. Everything is within entitlement. Particularly in these tough economic times, uh, you know, all politicians, like anyone who holds a public office or draws a salary from the taxpayer, needs to be mindful of how they're spending public dollars. Chris, these spending revelations come as Australians have been slugged with 13 interest rate rises since May 2022. And of course, we've also seen a lot of uh, inflation on items like travel, fuel and food. So Australians will not be happy reading these figures. All right, Josh Martin there in Canberra for us. Thank you this morning. A massive clean-up is underway in far north Queensland as the community assesses the extent of flood damage there. About 1,400 homes have been damaged, 3,500 people and houses still without power. Garth Burley reports. Good morning. Well, day three of this mammoth clean-up from this disaster here in Cairns and the amount of 
possessions piling up along these streets is only mounting and will continue to mount over the coming days. It's estimated now around 1,400 homes may have been damaged by this disaster, a number that will also grow as assessors are able to gain access into those isolated communities, one of which is Woodrow Woodrow, which uh, continued evacuations yesterday. Over 200 people in total have now been transported from that remote town into Cooktown, where supplies are also being flown in as well. It has been a massive blow to this region and the people here, but also the tourism here, with many people cancelling their summer holidays. Tourism chiefs are, are begging people to stay and say that many attractions are reopening. We've been overwhelmed by people around the world and around Australia reaching out to say, how can we help? The one thing you can do, make a booking. If you've got a booking, keep it. Come back up to Cairns and the Great Barrier Reef. Three and a half thousand people in this region are still without power and there are fresh fears this morning that a $10 billion federal government cyclone scheme may fail to reimburse insurance companies because the cyclone was declared a tropical low, which could likely send insurance premiums for many of these people through the roof. The Prime Minister, along with the Premier Stephen Miles, are expected to tour the disaster zone over the next 24 hours. It's been a night of chaos on Sydney's roads with multiple high-speed crashes. So far, one person's been charged, as Liam Tapper reports. The 38-year-old male driver of the car that caused this high-speed crash here in Warrington, he has been charged. Now, he's been charged with drink driving, but also driving recklessly and at speed. The Sinclair man, he's had his licence suspended. He's been granted strict bail conditions, but he will appear in court in January next year. Now, the woman who was in the car that he hit him, she was a 60-year-old woman. A grandmother came to pick up her granddaughter who was working here at Macca's. She just finished her shift. Now, people who arrived here first on the scene, they said that it was a very confronting scene when they arrived here. And that woman who has now been taken to Westmead Hospital in a serious condition, she had to be pulled after about an hour inside her car. Now this wasn't the only accident here in Sydney overnight. There was around two dozen accidents all up, but one in Dremoyne, another high-speed accident. The 34-year-old male driver, he was taken to the Royal Prince Alfred Hospital with minor injuries. Police are now investigating how that accident occurred. But of course, double demerit points, they come into play here in New South Wales as of midnight tonight. The police are urging everyone on the road this Christmas period to drive to the conditions, and you must slow down and drive to the speed limit.